Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, here with co-host Pat Gallagher. And today is the third episode of the University of San Francisco uh, Sports Management Program series we're doing with the Pat Gallagher Fellows. And uh, Pat, it's an honor to obviously have you on, but we are here today with Eric Adalon. Adalon. And then Adalon. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, Karen Serta Segura. You and got I think it. I got that one right. You so, sure did. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to, to both of you about uh, your experiences as a, as a Gallagher Fellow, as well as uh, kind of your transition uh, into full time roles with the San Francisco Giants uh, in marketing and in partnerships. And um, Pat, I'll let you take it from here. Okay. But first of all, uh, you know, I'm like totally honored, humbled. Um, the Giants, um, I was with the Giants for 32 years, and uh, they established this uh, fellowship in my name at University of San Francisco. And um, Gallagher Fellows are in the sports management program. Both Eric and Karen um, were, you know, proud graduates of the program. Were were in that, and what what did what the Gallagher Fellow gets to do is you're you get to spend a an immersive amount of time with the San Francisco Giants in various different departments um, to you know just to learn what it's about to to make make it a little less mysterious about what it would be like working in professional sports. And hopefully, uh, you know, it, it sets you on your way. And amazingly, um, you know, both of you are are still with the Giants. So, you know, I, I know from being there, they they sort of look at these internships. We we used to sort of like your farm system for executive talent is that you'd you'd look at you know you'd you'd look at people and you'd try to develop them. So, um, if, welcome to the podcast. And I'll, I'll say I'll start off with you, Karen. Is to tell tell us what your uh, what your role is with the uh, with the Giants and and what was it like being a Gallagher Fellow? Yeah, no, thank you for having me. This is obviously a, you know a great opportunity, and especially with you, Pat. Um, I've known you for almost a year now, and you've been a great mentor to me. So I'm happy to be here. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, I mean it was a great opportunity for me to even I didn't really know much about the fellowship until I went to USF. Um, and they kind of put out the application and I, you know, it was more for me as like an opportunity to see and get an interview and see kind of like what the Giants were about. Um, and then once I obviously got selected, it, it was, you know, one of the most amazing times for me. Um, it, it was, you know, I got to work with a lot of great people. And the great part about this is that I get to talk and, and you know, work with the top executives, as, as you said, they kind of mentor us and, and guide us into um, what we're doing now, which is my position now at the Giants. I was lucky enough that when my fellowship was over, there was an opening in the marketing department with the special events team. And I kind of had to apply and, and they selected me. Um, my role now is working with special events and promotions, kind of coming up with those new bobblehead ideas and um, seeing how we Gotta can... Gotta love bobbleheads. Oh, <laughs> Gotta love bobbleheads. It's so fun. And, and kind of, you know, putting together those special events that bring people to the ballpark every single time there's a game. It's one of those um, creative creative things that we do is, is trying to get people that maybe don't normally come out to the ball games, but, um, you know, love a good Bruce Lee night. You know, it's one of our most popular nights at the ballpark. Um, so being able to do that is, is so much fun. And aside from that, uh, they've adopted kind of like a community aspect. Um, so 
participating in a, in a lot of the festivals and uh, parades that go on in the city of San Francisco kind of going hand in hand with our heritage nights, uh, making sure that we're attracting people of all kinds to the ballpark and making them feel like they're part of, of who we are at, at, at the Giants. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of like leading that for them, which has been great. Um, and, I, and I would say that my role is ever changing. Every day is different and we always do something new. So there's not one particular thing I'm in charge of, um, which is which is great. Pat, I I got to I got to stop what, Karen go real quick. The, yeah. the 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 Pablo Sandoval hats, right? <laughs> like that's I mean that's got to be one of the all-time best. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> we were super excited for for this season. We had one similar to that. It was a Lucille hat. Um, and the glasses moved up and down. And if, if people kind of, you know, squeezed the little uh, part of the hat and, and it was going to be one of the favorites this season, unfortunately, you know, we're going through a, an interesting situation right now. But um, yeah, I feel like this department definitely does uh, give you that creativity to be, um, you know, see what what crazy idea you can come out with. So, Hey, so, so Eric, I know you're another uh, another sort of proud graduate of USF, and um, we're a Gallagher fellow. What you know? What did? Uh, what was it? What departments did you work in as a Gallagher fellow? And what are they? What are you yeah, doing uh, now? Um, first of all, thank you for having me on here. It's a great opportunity, and I also want to thank you for your commitment to education in pro sports. It's definitely brought me to the position I'm in today. Um, so the four departments. I'm actually still a USF student. I graduate in the first week of December, so I'm finishing up the program here and. Uh, gonna get that get that degree in December and hopefully keep moving along with the Giants. Uh, the uh, four departments I wrote they rotated through were community relations, marketing, and special events with Karen, uh, partnerships, and then Giants Enterprise, which is your baby, I believe. Um, it was a great opportunity and great experience, and, and you know what I learned really quickly, even maybe in my first couple of weeks in uh, community relations, was that it's all about the relationships. Uh, in the front office with community partners or, or, you know, wherever I'm going in the organization. Uh, and that's, I think, I think why I fell in love with partnerships because partnerships is all about the relationships. I uh, quickly learned, you know, it's really awesome. If, you know, there's these corporate sponsors and partners that want to, you know, associate with the giants and help both sides of the business excel. And I thought that was just amazing, really great opportunity for me. Uh, my role on the partnerships team, I'm an associate uh, in partnerships and business development. I work strongly on the activation side but I also work a little bit on the sales side, just doing insights and getting my toes wet and some data and analytics. Um, I also work really closely with the special events. So very often will I be in a meeting with Karen and trying to connect, <laughs> connect the dots with trying to put a sponsor on these awesome uh, event items and, you know, seeing if it's a good fit and going back and forth with the partners. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of cool things that special events does. And it's, it's been a really great opportunity for me. You know, you think about the experience in which you're learning the foundation, right? The foundation mm -hmm. of partnerships. And, um, you know, Karen mentioned it too, just learning from great people, learning from experiences. What's the, what's the one thing that, you know, being a Gallagher fellow has taught you, uh, whether that just be the position itself or, you know, getting to, to ultimately build a relationship with Pat and understanding how, how to do that with others? Yeah, I think one thing the, the fellowship has taught me is that, you know, I really don't feel like there's no opportunity out of reach for me. You know, if I work hard, you know, to put in the work, make the right relationships and connect all the dots, I, I really think that I can achieve uh, really great things. And, you know, this opportunity as an associate hopefully will open more doors for me. And, 
continue to drive me forward. Um, talking about the fellowship a little bit more, you know, as I was rotating, I think the coolest thing about it was that everyone I was reporting to in each department was an alumni of the USF program. Uh, and two of them, two of them were fellows also Tess, uh, Oliphant and CR and Karen. So I had this opportunity to, to reach out to people to connect with them on what they did and with what I'm doing now. And it just makes so much sense all at once. And, uh, you know, the, the fellowship just, just kind of makes things possible and makes things happen as long as you're willing to do the work and, and, and get it done. Uh, Karen will probably speak to this, but we kind of came up with a term. It's called, you know, Gallaghering. And what is, what, what is, Gall- <laughs> what, what does Gallaghering mean? And, and, you know, I don't know if I know, but I know what it takes and, Pat, do you well, know? Hey, do you know? Don't tell me it means. Well, yeah, it means screw, it means screwing up. I think, but go ahead. Maybe there's another. No, so for me, my, my fellowship was a, a bit different than everyone else's. Mine was condensed uh, into seven months versus one year, which is the typical fellowship. And I found myself, you know, maybe on my third leg in partnerships, I was still doing a, a CR community relations activation, all while working, you know, with the special events, getting something done. But I'm in partnerships, so that's Gallagher. You know, you got to get it done and, and you got to meet the, the expectations of each department. Good for you. This is great. And, and, and so of the stuff you've, you've, you know, you've learned so far, um, it, baseball is a, is a very, people are passionate about it. And if you're a fan or if you work for the team or if you're a, a potential partner in, in, in activation, how do you sort of, I, and mm-hmm. Eric, I'll ask you this question. How do you sort of take that, that passion and make it into an activation that, you know, sort of delivers for everybody? I mean, what, what's an example of maybe something that you've done um, where you've, where you've put together an activation with the right kind of a partner? Yeah. And so, made something I mean, really one of my, work? one of my uh, projects and started in community relations was uh, honoring Splashdown 50, which was with the USS Hornet uh, stationed out in Alameda, and, and, you know, we did a, a, a partnership, community partnership, um, where we basically had a, a Neil Armstrong spacesuit replica at the ballpark. And, you know, Shana Dom, uh, the senior vice president of community relations kind of put this on me. She's like, Eric, I want you to run with this. Me and Danny Dan are going to help you get it done. And, and we want to see what you can do. I'm like, sweet, let's do it. So, you know, we, we went through the whole, the whole thing and the whole activation. So it started out as community and she was like, Hey, well, let's see if there's an opportunity for a sponsorship here. And, so we brought in, you know, the partnerships people, which I wasn't in that department at the time. So, you know, already connecting the dots. So I'm going to be reporting to these people in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, rather. Um, it wasn't a good fit for a, a corporate sponsor. So we went ahead with the community side and, and promoted it, you know, marketing internally and digitally. And we kind of just moved along with it. And it ended up being one of the most amazing days for me. Uh, it was on July 20th. And we had one of the frogmen come to the ballpark and hang out with Lucille and the spacesuit and everything. And a frogman basically jumped from the helicopter to receive the pod that Neil Armstrong was in and, and his fellow astronauts. And, you know, just seeing the face of the fans that connected to this and fans really came out for it. And, uh, you know, the community awareness that this, you know, we, we marketed the Hornet. We showed up, we gave them a lot of exposure in the ballpark that day. And just having that activation experience where they just kind of gave me the reins and say, Eric, we're going to do everything we can to help you do this, but we want you to lead the way was the first time I ever had that experience. And that's kind of when I, I realized like, wow, I really like doing these activations and I like finding, you know, where there's a good fit with the giants and these corporate partners. Um, you know, when you talk about other corporate partners, you really just got to find out what they're excited about, you know, what, what helps drive their business and, and, you know, where can we partner with that in our business and, and, you know, hopefully we can find a common ground and just kind of drive that forward. Pat, one of, one of, yeah, the Hornet just, 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 
just for anybody who uh, who uh, the Hornet is a uh, is a vintage aircraft carrier uh, located over in Alameda, which is a um, actually it's a historic vessel. It uh, helped retrieve um, the you know uh, I, I can't remember which one it was. Was it a Mercury? Mercury at one of the groups of astronauts. Neil Armstrong was was one of them, and it serves now as a museum uh, over in Alameda, and it's a great yeah, community resource. So. Pat, I, I'm I'm sitting here listening to Eric and and Karen talk about their experiences, and you know Eric was just giving an an example of what he was working on, and you hear a lot of young people who want to get into the business. Uh, you ask them why they want to work in sports, and they go, "I, I, would, I just want to work in sports. Uh, I want anything. I can do anything. Uh, I just I I'm a big fan of sports. I'm a sports fan. But you don't hear that at all from Karen or Eric, and and I I applaud you guys for that, and that you know, you truly take an interest in the business. And as Pat will say, we're in the fun business, but mm -hmm. it's still business, right? And I, I want to ask both of you, and we'll start with Karen, what's one thing that you've learned about the true business aspect of sports that you didn't know going into it? I think for me, it was, it, you're in the fun business and you see how people get so excited about something. And for me, it was how impactful we can be with this business. Uh, the reach that we have, you know, to get people in the community involved. Um, and when I was in CR, I think my biggest takeaway was, you know, people go through a lot of hard stuff and, and their first thing to do is let me call the Giants to see what they can do. Um, and, you know, when I was studying this in school at USF, it, it never kind of came to me that that's how impactful a sports organization could be. Um, the fact that you could do so much for a community or just one single person, a, a kid who's going through a hard time is, you know, changing their, their day. Um, so for me, it, it was that aspect that we have such a, a high, you know, kind of way of, of reaching out and, and doing something for the community that other, you know, other businesses can probably do it too. But ours is, it's so, it's so unique and so special. Um, so for me, it, it's that. You can take a moment sort of a moment of your time and a connection, a moment and, and create a memory that Correct. might last for a lifetime with, you know, for the right kind. And it's, there's very, few, like you say, there's very few sort of mm -hmm. businesses where you can do that. And it's, uh, you know, it's a, uh, and it also, it takes a team mm -hmm. of people to make this stuff happen. I think the Giants now have, uh, I think over 300 full-time uh, employees, which was, Actually, it's pretty amazing. I think there were twenty yeah. there when I started. <laughs> so, but but it's and, and and but it's a it's really a um, it's an organization that thrives on teamwork. Either you know leading a project or being a team member are sort of one of the hallmarks of 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 being a part of the Giants front office. And um, we're we're and just on that vein, we're uh, Karen. Were you? You were asked, you know, you were a team member. Were you ever asked to lead a project? And if, yeah, if so, what uh, for was CRS, it? Shana gave me the opportunity to lead Girls' Day, which was, you know, super important for her and, and for me too, considering that I am a woman working in sports. And, you know, you didn't see a lot of that before. And you look at the Giants, and we have a pretty diverse front office, which is very helpful. Um, and that was kind of my favorite 
project that I had with them is finding a way to work with special events who at the time I didn't really work with them. I didn't know much about what they were doing, but I had to work with them to put together this special day that, you know, coincides with Girl Scouts Day at the ballpark too, which is when we have a lot of girls coming out, whether it's softball players, girls that play baseball at the ballpark, and how do we highlight their stories and kind of, you know, make them, if if, if they want to do this, they can do this too. So that was one of the projects that I laid on. It was, it was really cool and, and impactful. So Eric, uh, so as far as y- you mentioned the, the, you know, the Hornet promotion, what's, a, what's another one where you, uh, maybe one of the first ones you worked on that you were a team member and describe what it was like being a team member and, 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 and who did you work with? What sort of things did you learn? Um, give us a feel for, yeah. and it could really be anything, uh, but one of the other Yeah, so when I first started into on. my uh, my role as an associate on the Partnerships and Business Development team, uh, Jason, I work for Jason Pearl, and uh, I directly report to Mike Martin on the activation side, but there's just so much overlap in that. There's a lot of stuff happening in that department that I kind of did a little bit of everything, and one of the big projects they tasked me with was making a pitch deck for a potential partner, and uh, they basically said, run with it, have fun with the assets, you know, let's put their logos and, and colors all over the a section of the ballpark and, and let's go through it and let's present it. And that was kind of the first times I was given the reins in that aspect was to kind of, all right, let's see where this partner can, can, can partner with us. Let, let's look at, you know, what they want to focus on and let's see how we can create that. Um, and that's what I love too, is, is being creative and kind of just finding good fits. I mean, the giants touch, we work like the giants are in everything. I mean, they're in real estate, they're, they're in, they're in everything. And, you know, it was kind of really fun to sit down with, with Jason and go through the deck that he's going to present to this partner on a massive potential deal and just talk about the assets and, and be able to work super closely with him. Uh, he's, you know, he's been there for a very long time and just kind of learn his thought process and, and the right way to do it because there is a giant's way to do it. And that's, that's the right way. And, and we're held to a pretty high standard, especially with these corporate partners that have been associated with us for a really long time. Eric, as, as, as you and Karen are, are sitting here, you know, young into your career, what is a piece of advice that you have for those that are, hey, Eric, you're still in, in finishing up your program. You've got classmates that are trying to figure out what their next step is. Karen, you were there not too long ago. Um, you know, what are some of the things that not only have you learned uh, through this process, but also, you know, there's – Look, you mentioned we're in an interesting situation, but just how do you navigate um, the, the, the world of networking and relationship building and, and all of that right now, uh, being young into your careers? Yeah, I think first off, some advice I, I, would, I would probably give out is just, just be willing to do that 5 to 10% of work that others aren't, at least in the beginning. You know, what, what is one to two of your li- uh, years of your life to just really put your head down and, and, and grind out the work and learn, learn things from the bottom up? And that was for me, you know, working in the front office was something I've never done. Uh, a year ago, I was dragging uh, wagons of ice out to an activation because I needed it. And now I'm, you know, looking really deep and making a difference in, you know, social metrics and seeing how we can partner on things like that. Um, but, you know, for, for the younger crowd, it's just it's just be willing to do the work. It, it's going to pay off. You know, it may not nece- you know, it may not necessarily be fun in that moment. But six months later, when, when they're hiring new interns and you're helping them understand why it's important to do what I did well, that they do it well, then it, it's going to make sense. And, and that's a big part of what I do now. Eric, one to two years definitely extends. Yeah. Definitely extends. Pat, Pat can Pat can attest to that. Yeah. Well, I uh, you know I can, but they you know you, you sort of take Absolutely. them one at a time, and they yes they do sort of add up, 
but it's a, um, you know, but it is a, you know, the whole yeah. networking part of it, the, the whole teamwork part of it, it is, it's probably imp more important now than ever because, um, you know, opportunities that are going to be in the future. I mean, you say two years, you know, who knows what you're going to be doing five years from now or 10 years from now. And as you continue to build up your network and, and set an example at each, at each level, um, it's one of those things that will follow you around. And, you know, if you do it right, both of you, people will say opportunities will actually find you. Um, you may have to look for some, but some of them will find you. It's because you develop a reputation and you sort of build your, you know, your sort of your personal brand. But what you, what you really want is that anybody who you, who, who you admire or, or who is doing something that you really like at maybe at a more senior level and they're looking for new team members, you want them to say, you know what, I want, I want people like Karen and Eric on my team. Uh, that's, and that's because you put in the time and energy to set a good example and, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter as much about, you know, what, what color your resume is or what kind of typeface you have on it. It, what it matters is the person to person relationships that you, that you develop as you continue to learn things that you sort of put, I'd like to say you kind of put them in your personal bag of tricks of things that you, you know about. And that's, you know, I say, learn, you, you, you learn good things. And sometimes you learn things that, you know, that, you know, I don't want to do that again my bag of tricks on the things that I never want to do again, or that I, that I sort of, I sort of didn't do right. is pretty big, but um, they were all things that I had an opportunity to learn from. So, um, but it's, I think just, just to keep going on that thought process is you've got cl classmates uh, who are coming up behind you and they're looking, there's a lot of uncertainty out there now, but when, when there's that kind of uncertainty, it sort of means there's going to be opportunities. You just have to be sort of be patient and be ready to go. But Karen, what, what about you? What kind of advice would you give um, people yeah, who are me, coming up behind you? Yeah, for me, it's definitely that relationship building. It's kind of like, you know, what people are saying about you when you're not in the room. Um, and for me, for me, it's kind of like, you know, doing a good job building those relationships. It doesn't necessarily have to be with the executives, but even, you know, the people who are coordinators at the Giants, they're the ones if you're working and building that relationship with them, you don't know what opportunities or who they might know um, that can find you later. Um, same thing with the executives is, you know, be willing to do anything for them and, and do it right with a smile on your face, I think gets you a long way. Um, and, and ask questions. I think one of the bigger takeaways that I took from the fellowship is don't be afraid to ask questions um, and learn and learn how people do things. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I think that's one of the bigger ones for me. Asking questions. I, I'm going to put you both on the spot. Asking questions in the workplace, a little bit different than asking questions in the classroom. <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand uh, necessarily. <laughs> Um, and they don't, you don't have to wait at the end of a lecture to ask your questions. Um, how have you gone about asking questions and, and what different approach have you taken, uh, post education world? I think for me, it's not being afraid to ask your manager if you don't know how to do something right. Um, like an example for me would be, I had to create a PowerPoint for, uh, a community partner that we wanted to use to create a special event. And I, didn't necessarily know what that meant at the time. And I had to go to my manager and ask him like, Hey, I've never done this before. 
do you have an example of, of something you've done before and can I use it and kind of explain me, run me through that, what we need to do to make this happen. Um, so not being afraid to ask those questions, I think it, it goes a long way and they kind of see and they know that you're willing to learn. So they don't take offense to that. I think they're happy that you're asking those questions. Eric, yeah. putting you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, no, for me and what the fellowship did was it allowed for me to ask the question to the right person. You know, I, I, if something came up in the workplace and I didn't have the answer, I didn't know how to do it. I know exactly who to go for. And it may be in another department that I worked in a few months ago. Uh, you know, an example, this was in my partnerships, but uh, one of my coworkers came up to me and said, Eric, do you think you want to take a stab at programming the uh, LEDs for the, the first homestand? I said, sure. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we, we sat down, he showed me a way to do it. And I, and I went off, you know, I went and did it for an hour or two and ended up doing a couple homestands and we circled up. He's like, this is great. So, I mean, it's just being, it's all, it goes back to the relationships, create great relationships. You won't, there's no, there's no dumb questions. You know, they, they had to learn it at one time and they're more than willing to teach someone that wants to do it well in the future. So that, that'd probably be it for me. There's a new podcast called no stupid questions. <laughs> Have you heard of it? <laughs> got it. I, 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 I gotta be on it, you know, <laughs> No stupid. I haven't heard it, but I'm I'll, I'm going to go find it. That's fantastic. It, it, That's it's fantastic. With, and there really with, are no uh, stupid it's questions. With, yeah. Uh, Angela Duckworth from Grit, the the book she wrote. Grit. And it's oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. But uh... yeah, no, they they you know it, it, the other way to think about this is that you know you're you you guys are are starting on your on your journey. You know who knows where it's going to take you, and at some point as the your experience and the years and the experiences pile up. Part of your job is to help bring people behind you along the way. You know, the, it, it, help, it, it could even be with a word or helping to build somebody's confidence. I mean, part of your, you know, your responsibility, I guess as a Gallagher fellow, but as a, you know, as a solid um, team member is to help sort of pave the way for the people behind you. And I guess that was one of the things that I, I always tried to take time to do. I think that's why they, one of the reasons the Giants, you know, created this fellowship. But if you, if you look for people in the business, any element of the business, who are people that you're really, you're really interested in talking to that person, if you approach it the right way and you just say, hey, I just, you know, I just would like to spend a little bit of time with you people who are really worth worth listening to are generally willing to carve out a little bit of time to do that and it's something that a lot of people don't do they don't want to you know they don't want to take up too much of people's time <clears throat> that's what we have is we have time and we have time to to do things the right way couldn't have said that any better pat and and i think um you know, for, for those listening, Gallaghering is now in my vocabulary. <laughs> uh, that's my takeaway from the episode. I think that's a verb, right? <laughs> it's it's uh, we'll have to we'll have to put it in the urban dictionary if it's not uh, in the dictionary. But Pat, um, any any last words? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I think that the, the both of you, you know, Eric and Karen, you just happen to be working in sports, it may be the most interesting confounding time in history. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. There's a lot of emotion. Um, and if people didn't care, there wouldn't be that amount of emotion. I think, you know, you, you're not going to be able to affect exactly what happens, but I think you're going to help write the manual of, of what it's going to take to, to come back from all of this. 
And that's the thing to think about is um, the, the kinds of things that, that you um, are going to do to help build people's, you know, whether it's partners or others, build confidence, um, build uh, trust um, to, uh, uh, you know, bring, bring the excitement back. And with, with all the uncertainty now, there's, I know there's a tendency sometimes to sort of, for some people to, you know, the, 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 the answer, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot more things that people don't know right now than they do know, but you know what, there's going to be a time when that's going to change. And I think your opportunity in, is to, is to really be ready for that. Um, and be ready to do double time, uh, once we see what's going on, but I'll tell you, I hope you're keeping notes and, and writing some of this down, maybe keep a diary because, um, there's nobody else in in history who's gone through mm -hmm. what we're all going through now totally. and use use yeah, it to uh, your you advantage hit it on the, on, right on the head there's it, a huge opportunity here and, and a huge plus side that's going to come out of it and i think karen will, will agree we're, you know we're in a great position to to provide an example in the future you know hopefully this you know never happens again but should it you know we're going to be equipped to handle it properly so i look forward to that Eric, Karen, thank you so much for, for participating in the uh, Pat Gallagher Fellow uh, series with the University of San Francisco and appreciate uh, hearing your insights and, and stories. Uh, certainly encouraging. Um, and thank you again for your time. No, totally. thank you guys. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you.